Welcome to the Straight from the Crest podcast. Welcome back to the Straight from the Crest podcast. I'm your host, Michael David Kresovich. You can follow me on Twitter, at Mikey Kresovich. I'm joined, as always, by my great friend, Garrett Bastard. You can follow him, at Garrett MB. Garrett, how you doing today? How was your trip to College Station? Uh, it was unbelievable. Uh, the fight in Texas Aggies beat Alabama 41-38 on a last-second field goal, beat the number one team in the country, and it was... I could not have I don't know how you top that yeah you know? your, your voice is still kind of lost yeah how, yeah it was um the yelling practice got to you yeah yell practice Friday night we as my uncles would say that we went down there with they said we're going to practice yelling yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny um but it was it was an awesome experience um you know and uh, everybody says that you know everybody does things differently and stuff and every fan base does things differently and it really does some things that are really different than any other fan base I've seen um and uh you know i i know all the traditions that they have but you know unless you're there at kyle field um especially for a game like that um you know that was as the uh, the full experience as you can get and so just it was an incredible weekend down there yeah so i'm glad you had an incredible weekend and uh your number two team won but let's yeah. briefly touch on the uh the gut-wrenching loss that penn state suffered uh just to right off the bat uh it was it was tough of course the first play from scrimmage, Penn State runs. It's an interception uh, to to Iowa's defense back, and it, it's still kind of hard to tell whether uh, Sean was trying to throw the ball away or he was trying to force it. It, it could have been a safety. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it looked like he got you know hit as he threw. It, it was just a just a nightmare start. And and I will say, you know, great A M one. All that did was really just kind of dull the the pain that was. Yeah, you know, just a miserable loss at Iowa um you know and, and just an unlucky circumstance really with with Sean getting hurt um about as bad of a start as you could have had Sean had two interceptions in the first half if you if you would have told me you know that's the way that the game w- would have started you know I would have you know said that this is probably a dream scenario for Iowa um instead when Cliff went out it was 17-3 and Penn State was marching the ball up and down the field on Iowa um and you know we'll we'll touch more on on how the rest of the game played out um but until until sean went out and penn state was in in firm control of the game yeah and i think you could get a pretty good understanding of the game right at the beginning after the uh sean clifford interception iowa has the ball on the sixth they end up coming away with three uh penn state drives down noah kane for a score which we got our first scores wrong I said Sean Clifford. It looked like he would take it in. I think either one of them could have scored there. And, of course, Sean's second interception uh, where he just threw it deep. And it was kind of like a bad read. It was I don't know if it was more on the wide receiver, uh, lack of communication. Yeah, I thought he should have thrown the ball to the outside shoulder. Yeah, he, he, he let him in. on the seam. I, yeah, I was he let up the seam. I thought that was something you probably should have thrown to the pylon. Um, and it, you know we're, we're nitpicking, and I would never want to nitpick Jahan Dotson. He, 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 he could have – play d back a little more there on that but um just a you know a, a weird game how and that's how it's always go that's, that's how it always goes at kinnick stadium um you know iowa's punter was unfreaking believable he was incredible um you know, outside of that everything they do is really not very spectacular they didn't really turn the ball over very much um penn state threw four interceptions um you know, I was a little surprised at the, you know, the national 
reception of this game. And I, and I, there was a lot of football that went on Saturday. So I don't know, you know, who is watching. I, I would be surprised if people weren't watching the number three versus number four teams in the country. But um, I, I was a little surprised at, at the amount of credit being given to Iowa. And I'm not being salty here or anything like that. Um, Iowa's not the second best team in the country. No. Um, I don't know if Penn State is the, the second right. best team we can in the country. Agree that it's, it's I, not I don't Iowa. know. It's wide open. Yeah. Um, if I had my pick, it's probably Ohio State is the second best team in the country to me at this point. But who's playing the best football? But, you know, I, Iowa's day is going to come, um, you know, whether it's, you know, stumbling somewhere between now and the Big Ten Championship or one of the four powerhouses from the Big Ten East, um, you know, tossing Iowa aside in the, in the Big Ten title game. Uh, I can't see this team, um, you know, being an, an actual legitimate contender. Penn State was well on their way to winning the game by 20 points and, right. you know, bad circumstance um, that unfortunately we're all too familiar with, yeah. with with this squad. Yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into the second half because that's what everyone seems to talk about right now. Of course, uh, Taquan Robertson comes in. And uh, we, we kind of already have a perception from what we've heard from him. Uh, but he, he really struggled. And just to say this, like we, of course, all Penn State people, we're, we're calling for some personal threats against him. Like the guy was taking garbage online, which we're not for that. It's horrible. It's, as our friend Dan Katz always says, they're just kids. I yeah, mean, they are. It's, you, you have to be able to separate the person from, you can show anger, but I mean, the kid was taking a lot. That he put into a tough spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, granted, that was his first real snap in Iowa on the road in a, Penn State's biggest game in the last three years yeah. like that all that being said the kid struggled and like he, it, he struggled bad Garrett it, two for 16 for 14 yards with balls beyond the line of scrimmage and uh, two interceptions all throws 10 and plus he missed 0 for 7 including the two picks it was a bad game for Taquan Robertson yeah um, a, a couple things I guess I'll you know there's not a ton to defend, but in his defense, Brenton Strange dropped two. I mean, yet two passes you have yeah. to catch. Um, you have to help the kid out. You have to help Robertson out. Um, and you know he didn't get a lot of help. He was put into a bad position. Um, it's very hard. Clearly, Penn State had the and, and Mike Yurcich had a great game plan of we're going to throw the ball sixty times and I was not going to stop us. And you know, Cliff was 15 for 25, and he was well on his way to a 300 to 400 yard passing game, throwing the ball 50 times. Um, you know, they big bring Robertson in, and the the strategy didn't really change. And I think you had to sort of change what was going on. I would have slowed the offense down a little bit. I would not have th- have have had him throw the ball 21 no, times. Way too much. Yeah. Um, we Penn State only ran the ball 33 times as a team, and they were fairly successful running the ball. Um, I, you know, but it, it, again, it's hard to fault anyone here. Right. Um, it was, it was just odd circumstances that put Penn State in the position. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, it's, they're not, you know, Robertson wasn't, is, has never been Penn State's backup quarterback. Penn State's backup quarterback <laughs> right now has le- led the Kentucky Wildcats to 6-0 yeah, and Will uh, Levis. He's playing ball down south. Yeah. How different is that if, you know, you're able to keep him? But that's the way football is nowadays. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, you don't get the shot. You're, you're going to go somewhere else. So. Um, you know, clearly we were very thin at this position, um, and the season and the success of this season with all of this said, and we'll get into this in a little bit, every single one of Penn state's goals are all still right in front yeah. of them. They control their own destiny. There is nothing that changes. This is annoying. It's an annoying loss. 
nothing changes. If you go and lose to Ohio State in a couple weeks, you're not going to the playoff anyway. Right. You're not going to the Big Ten championship game because Ohio State's going to go. And so this game comes down to, or this season comes down to a few weeks if Clifford is healthy. Yeah, no doubt. And we said this in our very first episode. We both expected a loss in Madison. We said, so they'd have the same record right. as they did with Iowa. Uh, but granted, let's let's talk about the bright side of Taquan mm-hmm. Robertson because as of right now, the night we are recording, he's Penn State's quarterback. We don't know anything. Yeah. And on the last drive, you saw some glimpses of what the four-star quarterback could do. Granted, that last fourth and three play call, uh, I've watched about 20 times now. It looked like what they did was they ran a shallow cross with Theo Johnson and uh, Cam Brown, and he saw the pressure from the right side, so it immediately pulled his eyes. Yep. And then he forced it to a running back when he had the two guys there. And that's there just a couple guys wide open. There there was more than a couple guys. Yeah, yeah it was that's tough. It but like that is just a game experience thing, which I we're gonna find a lot about this coaching staff. If Taquan Robertson plays Illinois, you have two weeks to prepare for this game. It is on the coaches to get a game plan. It's on Mike Yurcich, it's on James Franklin, it's on the passing game coordinator to get a game plan around Robertson to beat Illinois, which I think he can do. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, even late in the second quarter, there was some success with the RPO, getting him moving. He, he is a, a good athlete. He can run the ball. Um, you know, again, I, I think that you give this, this staff a couple weeks. They'll have a game plan for, for Illinois. Um, I, I just I just don't know if whatever – Whatever we have with with Taekwon, I I just don't know if that'll be enough against a team like Ohio State with with Sean with the experience with the camaraderie that he has with his weapons. Uh, I I think that this, the offense is explosive enough to hang with Ohio State, um, but I I just don't know if you know the personnel we have right now with Robertson we'd be able to. But it'll be very interesting to see what the game plan is with someone like him in there. I I think it's more get him in space, get him get the defensive end picking and choosing does he have to dive on the running back or is 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 robertson going to pull it and right. break outside um just a lot some read option you know maybe some speed option stuff um it'll just be interesting to see what they decide to do with him because he's definitely more of a mobile threat than cliff not to say that cliff is right. not a mobile threat but he clearly th- that's is, but. that's robertson's game cliff, yeah. cliff has a great arm and before we move into the quarterback discussion let's just appreciate how good penn state's defense is i mean the field position game Iowa dominated the entire time. Yep. They had countless drives start in plus territory, and Penn State continually shut them down. And on Penn State side, they had one, they had two drives start in Iowa territory, thanks to their defense. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, Iowa's offense. Spencer Petras, he he had one of his worst statistical games ever, and we called that. We said he's not going to do anything. Right. And um, listening to James Franklin's press conference, he said he said the three things we need to do win. He said, one, explosive plays. They couldn't do that. Obviously, I think they would have if Sean Clifford played all four. Two, right. turnover batter, and, of course, the field possession, which is the biggest thing. And penalties killed them, which yeah. is a, a domino effect of a new quarterback. But, Absolutely. Uh, just, I guess, just in your eyes, like, is this one of the better Penn State defenses that you remember? Yeah, uh, especially – um, like I like we've been saying through the weeks, the back seven, the the linebackers as a whole are solid. There isn't there isn't a Micah, there isn't a Paul Puzlesny, there's not a Dan Connor, but there's three really solid linebackers who are getting better each week. That five star talent is really starting to show. 
Um, and then the back four are unbelievable. They're, they're great. Um, and then, you know, the, the front four do a great job as well, getting pressure and, and controlling the line. Um, Iowa ran the ball 45 times for 110 yards. Um, that, that is such a good stat line. Um, I'm really, I, I again, I, you know, we do our own thing here. We're, we're commenting on Penn state. We're, we're Penn state analysts, I guess. I'm, I'm a little, you know, I don't know if it's disappointed or the laziness of sort of like the national coverage of this. Um, I, I just don't really get, I mean, people look up and it's just like, Oh, Iowa won 23, 20. Um, wow. They, they scored 23 points. That's a, that's a lot of points for, for Iowa. It's just such a, a, a such a lazy take. I feel like, um, this was the perfect storm of disaster for Penn state when it came to, to offense, um, and losing Sean Clifford and, you know, the defense still almost balled out and won the game for him. And so, um, you know, it, it's just, it, it's just disappointing that this is, this is how it ended up going. But, you know, if we can get Sean back or get some sort of consistent, uh, offensive game going into the Ohio state game, this defense can compete with anybody. <laughs> And now let's dive into the Penn State quarterback scenario. Uh, there's no Will Levis. We know that. Um, we have three quarterbacks on the roster, and one right now is hurt, and one that we saw play and where we don't feel too confident. And, Garrett, who else? Who's Tell me about the third Penn State yeah, quarterback. Yeah, Valleyhu, Christian Vallejo, sorry, um, from Canada. Uh we don't know a lot about him. Yeah, um, just briefly, like he, so he he is closer to a Sean Clifford than Taquan Robertson is. He right. he has a bigger frame. He's six four, two o two. He reminds me of a Joe Burrow the way he throws the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. He he's not going to wow you with his arm, but he he's a pretty accurate passer. Um, and uh, he ran a very Penn State like offense in high school. Right. So that's that's big. Yeah. Um. I I'm not sure how much we'll see of him, but I'm sure all options are on the table for for going into the going into the bye week um you know the the coaching staff is really going to work hard i have no doubt yersich is going to do what he can to put this team in the best position i mean he was calling it a great game up until cliff got hurt and so there's just been a lot of um you know a lot of you know tough reaction people going at franklin people going at yersich people going at whoever um how can you foresee your qb1 getting hurt you know, it, it's very difficult and every, you know, everybody's acting like, you know, Robertson wasn't prepared. You know, I don't, I, I refuse to believe that the coaching staff didn't have him prepared. Yeah, he's taking reps. Prepared. He's, he's taking he's reps. Taking he's, reps. He's, he's throwing every single you day. Know, it's, it's not like he's sitting on the sidelines saying, I'm not doing. And the difference between, you know, Penn State and some of these other teams. Yeah. Oklahoma went in tonight or that night in, uh, in, on Saturday, and they they won the Red, Red River Shootout with a backup quarterback. Um, they have two five stars on their roster. Georgia backup quarterback, two four stars on their roster. Alabama's got two four stars. A and M's got two four stars. You know, Penn State has an SEC starter quarterback on their yeah. uh, as their backup, and he leaves. That's the luck of the draw. You know, this you know going through a whole entire season, you need some luck, and unfortunately, you know the luck wasn't on her side. You need a lot of things to go right at Iowa, but again, everything's in front of them if uh, if Sean can can get back together, get get his body back together, right. 
um, by October 30th. Yeah, and it's not like the NFL where you can go out and sign a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a Jalen Hurts. I mean, no, not Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, assign another quarterback right. uh, to, to put in there because it's just not – it's not feasible, um, but let's. With that being said, let's transition to uh, the college football playoff outlook for Penn State um, right now, as they stand with one loss. Um, you you know what they have to do, and they have to run the table against a brutal schedule. Yeah. And I guess their chances really are dependent on the health and status of Sean Clifford. But for this sake of this exercise, let's say Sean Clifford comes back to play. Uh, Illinois in a couple weeks um it's the, a gauntlet of Big Ten games that Penn State has to go to yeah um the Big Ten is five of the top 10 teams in the country uh first time the Big Ten's ever had that you know and, I, and I'm an SEC guy I, I support a team that's in the SEC um there's always this talk about how the SEC is the the more dominant conference uh I very rarely does the SEC have five teams in the top 10 four of them being in the same division in the Big Ten East. And Penn State's going to have to play all the other three. Uh, I think it's I think the latter two, Michigan and Michigan State, are very gettable for Penn State, are very gettable. Um, I think there are little smoke and mirrors. I think Ohio State is, is just a, f- a freight train right now. I mean, they yeah. looked sloppy early. But people forget the year they won the national championship, they got – you know, kind of taken to the woodshed at home by a Virginia Tech team that did nothing. They were terrible. And then they ran the table and won the national championship and got hot. They're they're looking like they're doing that right now. So October 30th, I'm, I'm assuming Penn State is going to win in a couple of weeks against Illinois. Um, we'll see where we're at with, with the health and the, the status of Sean Clifford. But if he is healthy, that's one of the biggest Penn State games that, that in, in memory going to Ohio State um, because they win that game the schedule is doable the rest of the year to get back to Indianapolis. And again, if Sean, if Sean is healthy and Penn state can find its, find its way back to Indianapolis and play Iowa, I would really, really like their chances. Right. Oh yeah. You'd have to love them just, just based on that hostile environment. And they're going to be so much better across the board. And it's so hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. Yeah. You can't beat a team twice. Any, especially college football. And you're telling me, Penn State fan, that place is going to be 90% Penn State. I know the ticket allocations equal, but I, I can say the Penn State crowd—they'll show out. Yeah, yeah and uh, but it's a long—it's a long way out. Yeah, but again, trying to give you guys an idea of what to look to, what to watch for. Right. The the entire, but I mean, I, to say it as simply as this, the entire season does hinge on the health of, of Sean Clifford. Right. And we don't really have a lot of insight. Uh, you know. Mikey and I are relatively connected to the team and usually, you know, have some insight on things that are going on. They've been pretty tight lipped there. So yeah. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Right. Um, and he sent out a weird tweet. Very cryptic. Like, yeah. It reminded me of who is, who is the guy that always, uh, uh LeBron with his, uh, yeah, his like BTB or something. Like yeah. Back, LeBron yeah. does the very, um, passive aggressive tweets yes. like i remember with his uh conflict with kevin love he, he was talking about don't find a way to find a way to fit in not find out and then he like ended up saying it was about his family or something but yeah. regardless uh, penn state is on a bye week so is ohio state but take this weekend folks relax there is some good football on that day but just take a deep breath it's it's not a penn state home game they're off spend time with the family enjoy yourself <laughs> 
it's fall. Have a great time. But there are some good games to watch for. Yeah. And um, first, right away, Michigan State, Indiana. I mean, yeah. it's not easy to win Indiana. And Michael Penix, we don't know if he's playing or not, but Michigan State, Indiana in the Big Ten, that affects it. Of course, Will Levis in Kentucky, who you mentioned on earlier, has to go to Georgia, yep. which that's sitting about – it's looking like 23.5 right now, Georgia favorite. But I – I could see Kentucky keeping that close, but it's going to be a challenge for Will Levis to go up against that defense in Georgia. Yeah, that like I said, that that Georgia that Georgia defense is very scary. They're good, um, and it, you know, just to backtrack real quick, and you know, to kind of touch on your point of, you know, take a deep breath and relax, and you know, gone are the days where teams have to go undefeated to win a national championship. Yeah, the BCS teams, is gone. I mean, Alabama. <laughs> you know just lost a game that you know they probably shouldn't have have lost and i would still consider them one of the top two or three favorites to win a national championship they, they are still expected to be at that game and they and they lost a game so that's going to happen very rarely does a team go undefeated especially in the playoff area to, era to win 15 games so you know teams are going to stumble teams are going to fall um it's just about how you can get get up off the canvas and go but yeah i i think you know michigan state at indiana michigan state's only a four uh, only a four and a half point yeah. favorite you know indiana's three losses are to three are to number two iowa number three cincinnati and number seven penn state right um and all of those games they were respectable in them so uh you know oklahoma state and texas will be a good game oklahoma state's undefeated um and i i think probably the most intriguing game you know, naturally would be Georgia uh, at home against Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, K- Kentucky is missing a, a couple of key wide receivers. Um, they're not super explosive. Uh, and, and Georgia is just a suffocating defense. They just kind of like, they just like squeeze you to death. They just maul you. And yeah. it, it's, um, it's difficult. No, no doubt. Um, and that's going to, we're going to transition to our final segment. <laughs> And uh, we introduced the idea of spooky season a couple weeks ago. It's definitely spooky. But uh, Garrett and I are going to give out a pick since Penn State isn't playing this week. We're going to pick an underdog in one of the games. And by at the end of October, we both picked Penn State last week. They were an underdog at Iowa, and we both lost. But at the end of October, we're going to tally up, and whoever gets the spooky season, we'll, we'll figure out an award uh, for that. But my pick this week... I'm going to go with Auburn on the road. They're three and a half point underdog at Arkansas. Love it. Uh, I can see them pulling that off. I mean, Arkansas the season banner team. Yeah, they Ar- usually are, <laughs> they're the spookiest. Arkansas is just a wagon of different. They've been up and down everywhere. Uh, they lost to Ole Miss last week, which they should have been blown out. Ole Miss just can't play defense. I think Auburn's defense is much better, so that's my pick. Mm-hmm. Garrett, who's your selection for spooky season Saturday? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of hate to say this because I want to see them win out um, or at least get to to the Michigan game uh, undefeated. But I, I think Indiana is going to beat Michigan State on Saturday. Um, you know, a sleepy noon game in in Bloomington. Uh, it's going to be a snoozer it's going to be something like 20 to 17 21 16 something like that um and you know indiana has the defense to slow michigan state down and michigan state doesn't play a ton of defense they're a different team than what we're used to seeing out of michigan state um they they uh they like to throw the ball they like to score they don't play defense as much things are a little bit different from the d'antoni area era and um, I think it's going to be a, a it's a decent matchup for Indiana. So I, I think that they win this one outright. Yeah, a lot of teams on buys this weekend. But nonetheless, there is college football. There is pro on Sunday, which we will get into later this year. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, be grateful that Penn State's where it is because we remember where it was 10 years ago, uh, leaps and bounds, how they overcame that. Hell, where they were last year. Yeah, right? <laughs> Literally. You know? Worse, which I would say in yeah. some circumstances. But uh, enjoy the, the bye week, everyone. We will be back next week to preview uh, Illinois, and hopefully we'll have a, an update on Sean Clifford, which I'm sure you guys will find out, as we all will, before that rolls out. But Garrett, thanks for joining me once again. Thanks, Mike. Yep, take care.